0: What's up guys, hope you're all doing good. Sunday morning here in Portugal. Um, another, another pretty solid week behind me. I'm just making a cup of coffee. Always have to go two scoops with the instant granules. Um, yeah, I'm making a cup of coffee here, getting ready. Hopefully finish out the week with a decent long run. I'm, um, not planning to go fast today in the long run it's obviously before Houston I got a little bit carried away with the long runs and with each week I I just felt the need to get faster and faster and um yeah that's not that's not really the goal of the camp at the minute and um also just things in general like um like I mean I already have the little adductor concern and Although it's kind of, it's responding well to what I'm doing. um, Which all I'm doing is strengthening it on a daily basis. So um, gradually I would hope over the next sort of, apologies if I lose you. I need to go grab the plug. So I shall finish this in a second. Yeah, look, gradually the plan with the groin, a doctor area is... um, strengthen run on it um, as best I can as much as I can which is still a pretty decent volume of training and um, and then intermittently which means I think while I'm doing that um, crack on with strengthening so my days all start with growing strength stuff which I used to do before but for some reason decided to stop doing which was a bit stupid and um, but we all do that we rehab Um so yeah so my day starts with some activation stuff and um, groin squeezes mainly um and then I do some strengthening just before I go out for the run which is very little and it's not it's not necessarily to strengthen the activation stuff will activate the groin for that day hopefully and um, that's what I, that's that's what they're kind of doing right now they're kind of like the groin's kind of like switching off and you know i could just describe it as being a bit lazy on me and um, maybe i've lazy groin and um, but it, but it seems like if i switch it on and i get it like fired up a little bit then um it does a pretty good job for me on the run and um so yeah so like i said i'm not going to push today's run which i i think is smart given the given where i'm at given the given the groin issue does exist you know it's it hasn't, it hasn't gone away, um, it, it's, it's hopefully becoming more manageable, you know, I did that three times three miles on Friday, and, um, it got through that, and, like, you know, I, I I did run, I think, like, 4.48 or something for the last mile, which, although doesn't appear that fast, it's still, it's still reasonably quick, like, you know, you're still doing that at the end of a nine mile session and I don't care. It wasn't really about fitness. It was about did the groin hold up to that? Okay. And, and obviously it did because I was able to run yesterday and, um, basically life was able to go on. Um, I wouldn't say I was completely pain free, but I think for a long time I've let the adductor just play on my mind a little bit whereby like it's it's just causing me frustration on a daily basis and and you know I'm throwing around the word injured or stuff like this but actually when you're running and people get pissed off when we hear but when you're running 90 to 95 mile a week you know you're you're certainly not injured because I know there's people listening who probably have proper injuries should I call them um, and can't run at all or you know can only run a couple of times a week or um have not been running for months Um so yeah that's a bit um spoiled to me to like think yeah i've got a bit of an injury when in fact even though my body's not a hundred percent healthy um and there is something going on with the groin being a little bit weaker at the end of the day i'm still training and so i think now that i've had pretty much two I think today we'll finish two solid weeks, you know, both like I think last week was like 98 miles and this week will probably be like 95. Um well then yeah, like I'm I'm in a I'm in a great spot. Um you know, I still pay attention to I told you guys before about the I I have two two things going on at the minute. I downloaded the app called Sleep Cycle. If nobody has that, download it. I'm not paid, I'm not sponsored, you know, I just I just hated waking up in the morning and feeling like someone had hit me around the face with a shovel when my alarm would wake me. Whereas I don't know if you've used sleep cycle before, but basically you set a, you set a window of opportunity for your phone to wake you up. Um, and it becomes predictable because like this morning, <laughs> this morning I kind of rolled over and I woke up naturally. Like not totally, I was about to drift back off to sleep, and I knew i could just I just could tell my bloody alarm's gonna go off now and and so that's what it does. It uses your body movement, and if you kind of roll over or show signs that you're um not in a deep sleep and it's within like a half an hour window of when you plan to wake up, then it wakes you it doesn't let you drift back into a deep sleep um once any deep but an yeah. So it doesn't let you um, totally drift back into a deep sleep. So what would have happened in the past is I would have drifted back into a deep sleep. 25 minutes later, at 8.15 a.m., my alarm would have buzzed off in my ear. And like I said, I would have woke up and it would have felt like someone hit me over the head with a shovel. Um, So that's quite interesting. Um, I, I should actually go have a look. I think... I'm gonna assume that we're pretty consistent with our sleep, um which I think we are, so I would guess let me see if I look at it, yeah, I would guess it looks like around seven thirty most days, I've been in a pretty deep sleep, and then just coming in to eat, I kind of have this little like wake up period, but it actually changes. And um, obviously that depends on what time I go to bed, but it has the same sort of cycles my sleep and um, like as in deep sleep, medium, deep sleep, kind of awake, deep sleep, medium awake sleep, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't really know what you're looking for. Apparently my quality of sleep last night was 100%. I slept for nine hours and 17 minutes, which is pretty damn good. And I didn't snore at all. Zero, zero minutes of snoring. So that's pretty good. This is also pretty good. For ten nights, my average sleep is eight hours and fifty seven minutes that's that's pretty damn good um I'd advise anybody to use sleep cycle. it's free um and yeah, like you 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 leave your phone on charge beside your bed, which means you charge your phone overnight um and it listens to your microphone or something. So it tracks movement. I I don't know how it, it's it, all. All I wanted it for was to wake me up a little bit better in the morning. And um, all these other things it tracks. That was like a bonus. Um, but yeah, you guys can have a look at that. Um. So yeah, no today. Um. I'm thinking around 18 miles again. Um. I don't really want the. I mean, 18 to 20, I guess you're gonna say, but um. I actually don't mind if it's just 18. Um like I said I just want a, a a decent day. Um I think this week we're going to do a couple of laps. Um last week got really hot and I only had one one drink um at like I think mile 8 and then it was it was just too long without having like water or like electrolytes or and yeah that was that was silly of me. Um so the plan today would be six mile loop and get some get some drinks and have some full fuel and, and then another six mile loop, same again. Um and I would imagine if I feel alright um, fitness wise and alright growing strength wise by the last lap then maybe there's there's room there to um put in a little bit of a faster period but Again, only if everything lines up, like, um, I know I got through this full week's training and, you know, I know there was groin concerns at the start of last week and I know for the last 12 miles of last week's run, I was running 540, 550 sort of pace. So I feel like this week if I don't run as fast and I run at like 620, 630, it might just let the, the groin and the adductor... Just settle a little bit, which would which would just allow me to know for sure that I'm going to get through next week if that makes sense, so if I was still able to get through this week, haven't pushed on last week's long run, and I kind of feel like the doctor's in a better place at the start of this week, so rather than get greedy and um try to have another solid long run, which I've done in the past and got hamstring problems, so it's probably a good thing that the groin's a bit upset, and I don't fall into that trap of um pushing every long run basically Um you know i don't know the last time i just went for a long run and just ran long and and didn't push <laughs> um so yeah this would be this would be a good um a good day for me to just relax and and hope that that adductor can come around Um i run with guys who probably just respond uh mainly the speed that i run so um Maybe they'll be glad of a slightly lower key long run too. Um, or maybe they actually enjoy um pushing a bit on the long run. I don't really know. Um so yeah, that's that. Um I've got a bit better with the activation stuff and um diet side of things has come on a lot. Um told you guys I was being a bit lazy with that, so um that's been that's been good. Which I'm obviously happy about because I felt like I was getting a bit lazy and, um, it's just so natural to do, like, especially when I think when there is a bit of a niggle there, I'm going to call it rather than injury. I think, I think the, the body just gets a bit fed up and everything switches off. Whereas it's probably the best time to take care of all the little things when you do have a little niggle and what you might find is it, it might just bugger off. Um, I think it's easy to get a bit distracted mentally and get a bit fed up mentally and you just kind of let everything go in that regard um but whatever way you have to remind yourself you know like talk about the accountability mirror before and actually stick in sticky notes I wonder how many people actually did that you know like actually go on and I mean I didn't do it myself so like I I don't know if I expect other people to do it but it was a nice thing I'd listened to and read about um and you you'd wake up you'd you look at this accountability mirror and there's your sticky notes and, for example, if my sticky notes said do your prehab and do your rehab strength stuff, um, I might not do it. But if I then have to look in that mirror three or four times a day when I'm brushing my teeth or, like, before I go to bed and, and things like this, well... Well, you know, it's probably going to play on you like feck. Like I got to do that. So whatever you got to do. Um, for a while there, I kept a bit of a journal and, you know, in the journal might have said something like, how did training go today on a scale of one to 10, you know, how many miles did you run today? Um, and, and then there was a box for rehab. Did you do your rehab? Did you stretch? Did you do some core? Um, and again, these are all when we see these like, world-class performances like you can you can bet that the people achieving them okay i've realized there's there's a lot of different athletes okay there is your typical athlete that is just phenomenally phenomenally talented and they probably don't have to do all the rehab and their core and you know they're they're just gifted and and very 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 talented and um Yeah, have just got by just on sheer ability to just keep going, which is a talent. Fair play to them, you know. They've persisted in their careers. I'm sure they've had injuries and um, but also they're just like I could imagine, like the Usain Bolt of this world is just just a super super talent and um shows up to training for a couple of months and you know next thing he's ready to break world records, um. Then you've got your athletes that you know are like a little bit talented, pretty talented, but just stubborn and, and work really, really hard and get through whatever adversity is thrown their way. And these are the guys that I know are taking care of their prehab, their rehab, their core. They would, they would never ever ever in a million years leave a stone unturned in the quest to maximize their potential. And these are the guys that and I, t- I hate to say this, but sometimes these guys are going to beat the super talented guys. But if the super talented guy has done his hard work like the Usain Bolts, and, you know, maybe like the Kipchogis of this world, like I don't doubt the Kipchoge works hard, etc. But if you think that he's not more talented than anyone else in the world, you know, like he he has to be or else he couldn't achieve what he's achieving. Um so. What I'm saying, I, I think I've realized that there's different types of athletes, you know, and and I I think I fit into the category below, but I haven't quite built up to the hard work that some of the other guys are doing that end up achieving really good things. Um, like I I definitely know that I'm pretty talented. Like I have been throughout my whole life. I've I've picked up sports pretty quickly, and um I picked up running pretty quickly, and I became pretty good at it. Um, I know I'm not like super talented because there's, I feel like I have this raw natural ability to run, but I've realized like it takes, it it doesn't take me a lot of training to get to a solid baseline of fitness is what I would say. So when I was very unfit, like you guys know, 13 weeks later, I'd go and run 217 for a marathon. You know, that's incredible. Um, I was still heavier than what my usual race weight would be. Maybe like, I think I was 75 kilograms on race day in London. And I had lost about eight or nine kilograms to get to that spot. And I run 217. But since that, I've worked <laughs> so hard and, and so long. And every single day that I wake up, I, I evolve my day around running and the training. And all my decisions are based upon being the better runner and, and, and more on that in a little second. But yeah, like summer, for some reason, I've still only got to 214. And maybe, maybe that shows how much better 214 is than 217. Um, I mean, I think it shows it really is because like 217, you're still able to kind of mess around with splits like 515 to 520 and 515 to 520 is very, very comfortable compared with like five minutes to 505. Um, you know, you're looking at a 70 minute half marathon. Um, 69 to 70 for a portion of the race. You can, you could absolutely go through in 69 minutes and still run 217. Well, I mean, I ran 217.58. So in fact, you could run 69 twice, but just run two seconds quicker over the second half. Um, so I think the average pace for that is like 516, 517, something like that um and that's that's a lot more comfortable than having to like go through in like sixty six thirty or like sixty sixty seven minutes or well sorry between sixty six thirty and sixty seven thirty we could call it um you know it's 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 far different um, So – because actually a lot of people that are gonna run two eighteen um two eighteen maybe two nineteen these guys might even struggle to run. 66 minutes for example for a half marathon so to be able to do that twice within a year and a half I think of the first marathon that I did in 2017 um after the comeback you know that that probably is pretty impressive it just doesn't seem that impressive that it's literally took me like a year and a half to two years to move that time down by because because a lot's gone into it it's not like You know, it's not I'm not a full time worker in in Ireland or the UK who just, you know, carries on running every now and again. Like it it has been a real solid um, process of all like all my decisions have been based around running. Um, You know, at the minute I was torn, like, do I want to go back to Flagstaff for a month or did I want to stay like in ireland for a month somewhere i haven't been in belfast there for a month for such a long time and um it's so frustrating that it 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 has got to the point where it feels like if i want to go home for a month like i'm making the easy choice whereas i could go back to flagstaff and altitude and things like this and you know that's that's kind of frustrating um yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just where the psychology's at. I just know in, in Flagstaff, I can I can get my head down. And I know Flagstaff is what has made me achieve some of the results I have. Um, I never really settle up in Flagstaff because the altitude never gets easier. So I'm constantly on my toes about the recovery stuff, about the prehab stuff. And um, the concern would be that maybe in Belfast I would get a little bit bit complacent and um you know you 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 think you're really good there and whereas obviously in flag you're surrounded by mainly guys that are better than you and um, which i think there's no telling how much that helps Um when you're just humbled very quickly by the amount of very very good athletes that you're surrounded by um so yeah but but i will tell you that it's not easy um I hear Mo say that all the time, or I used to hear him say that, oh, it's not easy getting away from your family, and you know, but, it, but it's not, like, um, I basically live on camp now, um, last two weeks of my life, outside of the running side of things, you know, it's back to the Airbnb, sleep, get up, stretch, Norma Tech, um, cook, you know, it's it's not it's not glamorous, I'm not, I, I haven't sat by the pool, apart from day two, I think, when my sister actually was in Portugal, off by the pool, and I might have sat there for 20 minutes, just catching up with my sister, like, it's not glamorous, there's no pools, I'm not by the beach, I'm not, Um. and actually, like, it doesn't mean that you can't come away on camp, and go by the pool, and go by the beach, but this isn't a camp for me, this is, like, life, and so, I don't know that being slightly li- a little bit too tired on this camp, for example, might then push me over the edge going into the next camp. If that makes sense. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee. So everything's calculated a little bit. Um, yeah, it's pretty serious. It's pretty. It's pretty tough. I can tell you that. Um, you know, sometimes I get frustrated and. Um, Yeah, like I, like I, I don't, I, I know I trained in Belfast actually before London Marathon and that went really, really good. Um, so it's not something I'll rule out for the future. I just know that for this, for this instance here, it looks like Flagstaff's going to be a pretty good setup for the next month. There's a lot of guys in town and a lot of friendly faces, you know, and it, it just really feels like that's, that's the right call this time. Um, and so, I'm okay with that, like I committed to that, and you know I told my coach yep that's that's maybe what we should do then and sometimes when I don't know um, and I didn't know what to do this time, I really was torn and um, It's another long haul flight, you know, back to America, like I've spent a lot of time there already, so i I have no idea how customs will be when I rock down into customs and um yeah it's a it's a tough one um so, but, but it's a decision that we made and it's something that, like I was, sorry, what I was saying was if I don't know what decision to make, um, sometimes I, I, I actually called Alan's story, um, and I love Alan, like he's, he's, he became one of my really good friends over the last two years since I, I started to come back and stuff and, um, always, always helped me whenever I, whenever I asked or whenever I needed, um, and and probably always would, um, and, and it was just nice to hear from Alan, and, and Alan never, Alan doesn't really give any biased opinion, like, he has no, he has no invested interest at all, except for my own well-being, not even performance, you know, Alan, Alan likes to see me do good, but I think he also just likes athletes to be happy, and happy in what they're doing, at, no matter what level it's at, and, um, and so, yeah, I call up Alan, and, and, you know, Alan's just really, Straightforward about things and and just say look like you'll not read this in textbooks or science books or training books but go where you know you'll be happiest for a month and chances are you'll have a pretty good month's training and that and that's a really nice way I I know in six weeks time if I wherever I go Belfast America whatever you know if I can run ninety to ninety five mile a week and do some solid sessions. I know that I'll be I'll be pretty happy with things, you know, no matter where that was, whether it was Flagstaff, whether it was Belfast, et cetera, et cetera. I know I won't be unhappy in six weeks' time if that's the scenario. Um, but obviously, if I'm planning to do... If I'm planning to do um, things like the half marathon in San Diego and um, the Highgate 10K was the plan, then... I don't I know I haven't been at altitude for three weeks now. If I go to Belfast then it's gonna be another five weeks, that's eight weeks. And then if I train in Belgium and Leuven with the total sports guys for another five weeks to high gate, you know, all of a sudden you're at thirteen weeks and you haven't been at altitude and fitness starts to drop a little bit and Yeah, I can't have that. So yeah, yeah but also what I was gonna say when I can't totally make a decision, I trust the people around me who know me the best in that scenario to make the decision. So, all right, but I'm going to let you guys go. 25 minutes. um, Yeah, big long run coming up. Um, Hope you all guys have a good long run today if you got out there. Have a good day.